a silicon, silicone. Heather reel. described it as a sex doll. Right, right, right. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode 196 is entitled At the Movies. More often than not, movies depict terrible emotional responding. This week at the table, we are going to be going over where the movies get it right and occasionally wrong. So please pull up a seat and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or watch us live or later at YouTube dot com slash lunchtime in rome visit us at lunchtime in rome.com while there you can take our relational needs questionnaire make sure to follow us on all social media and it would be great if you gave us a five-star review jay what's this podcast about being alone is the worst good times aren't as good and bad times are worse when you're all alone romans twelve fifteen says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn that is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 1215 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime in Rome. Sitting in tonight for Eric and Chris are Eric and Chris. It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah, we're both here. Welcome back. And there was a moment that, like, this week, I was like, man, if I could get somebody else to sit in. But I'm glad I'm here, because sometimes you get those moments of, like, I really don't want to do it, you know. But then, like when you're when you're mm-hmm. here and you're sitting here, you're like, I'm glad I'm here, you know. Well, and you're in a tough place because, like you said at the end of last week, after we were off the air, you know that you would love to just do tech and to build up, you know, sound clips. So and does stuff everybody like that. listening? That's not. But true. But the irony is, and Amy was the first to say it. She's like, "No, I I really like hearing you on the mic, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Just so talented. But I do I do want to do more of the production, which I do. Which what I would need to like get on and be more hands on with the tech as I learn it and get comfortable with it, so I can do it while I'm on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get there. Um, but yeah, it's been uh, been a week, been a month this week. Yeah. As soon as you hit Maggie's birthday, though. Oh man, it's all. It's the finish it's line. All gonna come the finish together. Line. When it's when's the last time I'll bring that up? <clears throat> Maybe Ho- next year. Hopefully never. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, okay, we're working. Um, but it's been a crazy week of sunflower sprouts. Uh, consignment sales going on, which Amy's involved with, I'm, in- I'm involved with, and uh, it's going really great. Second show up in Erie in April. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Open up another sale. Um, and so far, it's like the biggest sale they've had, so... It's awesome. And I love that because it's just people who had an idea and are making it work, and yeah. hopefully they're making money. What uh, yeah. What is that exactly? It's, I mean, I know it's consignment. They sell sunflowers. Yeah. yeah. It's All a, it's, kinds. It's a pop, just the sprouts. It's a, yeah. it's a pop-up consignment sale that – so people like us, you know, parents that have things that their, that their kids have outgrown – um, so we sell Maggie's clothes and her old toys that she doesn't play with anymore. Um, so Amy will gather all that stuff up, put it in their system, tag it, and then she puts it literally at the Pittsburgh Indoor Sports Arena on their you know indoor soccer fields laid out like in different sections and 
people can go and buy Amy's stuff, but Amy doesn't have to be there while people are going and shopping. So, so Amy, it's, Amy, it's, has, Amy has to take everything over, though, and yeah. put it out where yeah. it needs to go. Yeah, okay. there's now, different places on the, like, all toys that make sound go here, all the bikes go here, all strollers, all, you know, it's all kid stuff. Has it always, how many years has she done this? Or have you guys done this? Uh, I think this is Amy's third sale. Has it been going on longer than that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess, okay, because my question is, yeah. I thought it used to be like Amy had to be there. Is, well, is the tech part of it newer? The tech part. Like no, the fact that she, that's it's way, all online. That's and, the way it's always been, but then Amy will go work it, because if you go work and volunteer, uh, you get more money of your sale. Like you, can, you only make a certain percentage of your sale. Gotcha. And then they get the rest. But if you work it, then you get more money for your se- for the stuff that you sell, and it's still a better deal than like taking your stuff to play it again. Children, oh, by far, yeah, by far, and half price. Books. You know, it's better than a garage sale because you have hundreds of people coming and shopping. You know, it's, Ooh, it's and crazy. The, the kids are the sunflowers. I get it now, right? Uh, They're the sunflowers. Sure, They're so beautiful. Yeah, and because they have sprouted, they're sprouting. They're no as longer we needed. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't uh, know, birthday duck. Um, so that's been all crazy and the week has been, the, the week was long yesterday, um, yeah. and today was a marathon. Um, <laughs> well, I had to go, so I went to McCullough Tire, shout out to McCullough Tire, the best tire best yeah, in Pittsburgh. Um, I, we, I had a slow leak in one of my tires, took it there and we were, I said, you know, we might as well rotate the tires while we're here. Came out, there was a little bit of a nail stuck in the tire. And uh, I was like, all right, great. And I was like, what do I owe? He's like, nah, get out of here. And I was right. like, my man. Because they know I'm going to come back and get t- get tires there. They They're know the it. Best. They are the best. And I was in and out, came back home, took Maggie to preschool, went down because we had an off- oh, in-office day. Oh, you did that day. before preschool. Yeah, dude. God. Well, how else are you going to get in? That's true. You know what I mean? They're so busy. You got to go early. I walked in there and they're like, "Nope." Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. There's no appointments. Yeah. You got to wait in a line. Nope. Yeah. And it's still the best. You, it, right. Nope. Exactly. And uh, as long as you know the system, you're good to go. Um, but you know, then in office day, came home, went to Sunflower Sprouts, oh. and now we're here. Oh. So it's just been you know boom, boom, boom all day. Um, but like I said, like it was one of those moments where I was like, "Man, I'm gonna have a long Wednesday." Am I gonna want to do this? Yes, I do want to be here because tonight's topics is is really fun. The movies, I love movies, and I'm excited to talk about Jay's favorite movie, Chef, later on. So <laughs> I've never seen it. Look forward to it. <laughs> well, I um, my update. Well, here uh, the reason I wasn't on last week, um, I had such a beautiful Wednesday set up. Uh, <laughs> think back, boys. Think back to a week we were ago. Disc golf, man. Weather was beautiful last Wednesday. And I was itching for some after-school disc golf or, like, you know, early evening disc golf. And um, <coughs> then, you know, podcast with you boys. And, but it it got ruined, ruined. by Amy. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say by Amy's dad, but that's not at all fair. It was actually he, he got he, – he was sick and um, ended up being hospitalized. He's okay. End of the story. He's fine. It's not his fault. But he um, he had like an anemic condition. I don't know if I want to call it anemia, but whatever. He had a low iron count, etc., and um, ended up had, having to be admitted. Jay, you talk a lot about your like your thyroid numbers. You oh, know, yeah. like yours were like like zero between to- one and five, and it was two hundred. Yours was two hundred twelve, which is crazy. His I, I whatever the numbers are supposed to be with your your his iron count came back cotton. 
<laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, it's supposed to be like, you know, 200 and his was like five. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, so they, they kind of saved his life, honestly. Like mm. if he had kept going, and I don't know why he wasn't, that's a, that's a whole other story of why he... Pretty hard to hear all that and say, all right, honey, I'm, I'm hitting the links. Yeah, so there you Good go. Good luck with that, So huh? Exactly. So I spent my Wednesday with my wonderful Amy. And supporting her. Yeah, supporting yeah, and going to the hospital. And sometimes emotional needs are a burden. Oh. Because isn't there someday you just want to be that like that douchebag? It's like, nope, I'm going to play. I don't keep me updated. Yeah, honey, yeah, yeah. I care. It's in my phone calendar. I have to go. But so that 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 sort of you know took up some time last Wednesday. Um, however, this Wednesday, today, mm-hmm. I decided I've been watching those. Um, oh yeah, uh, he's called the Spin Doctor. YouTube. Oh yeah, you sent me sent the like, disc yeah. golf guy. Yeah, yeah. and he. Um, I don't. I'm just gonna call him Scandinavian. Cause just I, go ahead now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Spin Doctors. Oh yeah. Just <laughs> but if you anyway, um, been watching his videos. Oh yeah. So happy because I feel like he simplifies things, dumbs it down for people like me. And I went to the church and was just like throwing across the parking lot today. Mm-hmm. I only threw yeah. like 10 discs, but I did like 50 times like through my footwork of my mm. form, right? And then, you know, after I did it several times, I would then, you know, throw a disc. I'm not saying I'm 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 like throwing super far, but man was I getting spin on those discs. Mm-hmm. And I and I had things flying straight for me that that normally would just be like too okay, overstable. Okay, yeah, and like and then I mean my release was scattershot. Like I was not at all like about the aiming today, right? So some of them looked really good, some of them were too high, but the low ones, the ones like I that would skip across the parking lot, man, did they skip because I had the, <laughs> I'm had telling you, spin yeah, it, yeah, I had the extra spin and it was yeah. like bam, 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 like skipping a, cr- a stone across the water. It was. Awesome. And when you watch the pros, like on their approach shots, like if they're like coming in hot, yeah, they get that skip that like I I don't get that right because of that spin. And then they're moving so their fast. disc will even it'll Stop land to the grass spinning. and just be spinning yeah. in place for a few seconds. Right. It's yeah. crazy that ours stops spinning like halfway in its flight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just yeah. kind of wilts yeah. to the ground. It's just the duck flying in the air. Yep. So I'm really excited. This is just a first step in me fixing my form. But man, did it feel good as like a, a be ready a first for the step. disc golf vacation. Oh man, we I gotta have... get that on the books, boys. Yeah, we do. So that's 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 me in a nutshell, feeling good. That's awesome. Me in a nutshell. Ugh, man, we were just talking second, about this that. The second Austin yeah. Powers reference tonight. <laughs> um, we were talking right before we went on about. Um, you asked me about how was rehearsal last night at church. Yeah, and uh, overall, April is going to be a really busy month for us. Yeah, it's Lex's birthday month. Um, we're taking Ethan to a college visit next Rochester. week. Whoa. Yeah, next Friday, next Thursday and Friday. That's It'll crazy. be a nice family time. Um, should be a nice family time. What's in Rochester? Rochester Institute of Technology. No RIT. kidding. RIT. Yeah. Yeah. That's big leagues. Big man. theater program. Yeah. Yes. Um, and like production and stuff like that, which is what Ethan wants to do. It's so funny. Cause like, you're like big. I was like, I've never heard of it. RIT. Yeah. I've never oh, heard of man. it. I've heard of MIT. Some people, some people they also it. make dyes. Rit. Yeah. I'm excited for him. I, I'm, I'm excited to learn D-Y-E. more as you as you guys learn more yes. about it. I think it's interesting that he's in tenth grade and is already wanting to do this. You know, yeah. I, he hangs out with a lot of most of his friends are seniors, 
So he's been talking about how he's, you know, already has that senior mindset, which I think is fantastic for him. Um, cause I didn't start really thinking about college till like halfway through my senior year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I, I just love where his head's at with this and it, so it'll be a nice experience, but yeah, April's going to be very busy, uh, Easter, um, oh, yeah. and, but at church, <laughs> at church th- this, this, um, month, I'm going to be three, nine o'clock services leading and then oh, two services leading, Leading worship, I'm on drums twice, and I'm playing the bass. That's seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, and Chris warned me. He's like, if you, you know, if you need some to alter this in any way, but I'm up for it. That um, is a lot, and I appreciate because I know we're like we're off because we're gonna be like I I have Maggie this Sunday, and I and then we're gonna be up in Erie later on in the month. Mm. You know, so we're yeah. out of town. Yeah. So yeah, I, I very much appreciate you. Yeah, and um. I'm working on my trench uh, up at the pool. I I got about halfway done of where I want it to be, like the depth wise. Uh, my dad came over and helped me on Sunday, and you know, he's 72, so I give him all the credit. But he sure. la- he lasted for about 20 solid oh, minutes. It's about like, 20, last. 20 more than I would have. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> did he it, leave or did he just quit digging? Uh, he he just kept slowing down. He I just mean, fell in. I would say there. he he was maybe there for an hour, but like aggregate, um, he uh, it was probably twenty minutes. Which is, I mean, I didn't even like. I'm glad he came over, but I didn't sure. even care. It, whatever, you know. So um, so there's that. And I, like I'm just over March. Like I March mm. is my least favorite month mm-hmm. of the year. It yep. just it feels like purgatory, mm-hmm. you know. And it's and, a big tease. It, it is a big really tease because we've had some really nice days, and, and it's really snowing out there tonight. Days. Yep. Yeah. 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 I mowed this afternoon. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. Wow. <laughs> I wanted to get all the leaves because my, you know, my yard gets all the yeah. crap, and so I mowed my front. And well, then it snowed. I yeah. walked in here tonight, and I told Eric, "I'm really glad I'm doing the podcast tonight because <laughs> it's way better than being down at Ethan's hockey game tonight." Ooh. Right, like starting at seven thirty down at Riverview outdoors. It's horrible. Uh, like, I mean, I walked I walked from the car into here and it's like windy and the rain's hitting. You just, I mean, I guess it's snowing now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big flakes. So, that's, uh, just, I was this taking is more preferable. Bellator voice lesson driving out the parkway to Monroeville, going up the hill just after you go down the hill by the mosque on your right. And I thought I hydroplaned, except it was barely wet, but the wind had blown that hard. Wow. I mean, I, oh, I, wow. it was... It was a very, I was going to say two hands on the wheel, but that's an exaggeration. But I mean, I could have used two hands on the wheel, mm-hmm. throwing me to the left. Wow. And Bella's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Man, <laughs> I must have got home right before all this happened. Yeah, it was, uh, it was very Armageddon-ish. Yeah, came yeah. out very quick. Very different than the weather that we had on Sunday afternoon. Oh, beautiful. While Brian and his father were bonding, and uh, Eric and Max were bonding. Mm. Uh, Duke. 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 Yeah. Duke. Yep. Duke. We took the kids to the park, which was very fun. Shout out to Duke. Appreciate yeah, w- w- with creepy pizza guy. Creepy pizza guy. Got to tell it. All right, so we're uh, just hanging out at Lions Park, um, which is off Greensburg Pike. Huh. Uh, and Duke and I are there. We have Owen there, Maggie there, playing on the playground. And this guy walks up, has rainbow Crocs on, sweatpants, um, you know, t-shirt. How old? Maybe a little younger than me. Okay. Uh, Mid thirties, maybe hard to tell because he had a really big beard, sure, and a little bit of a man bun. Yeah, and he's eating a piece of pizza. He's just like you know walking up, and he's like, "Hey, little girl, you want some pizza?" And I'm like, "What? What is happening right he now?" He said that. Yes, 
Oh, it gets better. Was and he said it to you. He had one slice. No, he no. said it to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He had one slice of pizza or like a whole box. He had one slice of pizza. Oh, okay. So this is weird. And then he starts talking to like the larger group of parents that are over there. He's like, "Hey, I got six pizzas in the back of my truck over <laughs> here. If anybody wants, I really don't want to go home with any." Um, and I'm like, "What is going on?" He and then just... there's and then there's this group of parents that's like not there with any kids, just hanging out on lawn chairs by the deck hockey rink that has nobody in it. So they're just, like, there. And the Matrix is glitching. And he's just, he has his truck open with pizza. They're all eating well, pizza. The Wait, pa- they went and got his pizza? Well, the the people over there were just like they're already over there. Like it's like he it's like he's a regular and like he knew them. Uh, well, but like okay. the way he approached us, I was like, yeah. Maybe he laced the pizza with acid, and that's why they were all the parents were sitting there next to the empty deck hockey rink. I, they're like, oh, I guess I don't know because like it was just it was his approach was very weird, and yeah. I was like. In my head, I'm like, man, I hope Duke's in go mode right now because, like, this is, I don't know. I don't know. If he snatches a kid, it's going down. Duke's like, like click, click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick's looking at, Duke's looking at him and his, like, lips quivering. He's like, go ahead, make my day. I was just like, what is going on? But, what? Like yeah. the Michael Scott meme when he's just excited. He's like, oh, oh. oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's all excited. But it was gorgeous weather indeed. And yes. Chris and I did go disc golfing, but we got to have, uh, I just had Nick. My assistant coach from the fall, I coached him years ago, married he and his lovely wife, Danielle. He was just going to meet us, but then, lo and behold, turns out, Nick's birthday, and he brought Danielle and their daughter, Evie, <laughs> and, you know, it was, I was a little bit nervous, because, I mean, I know you love kids and everything else, but I didn't want you to be like, oh, man, who's this guy with his wife and daughter? I, I felt none of that. And the irony was, we did play really slow. But it wasn't because this two-year-old was walking up 27 flights of stairs or Danielle, who's all of four foot 11, was carrying her. No, it was poor Nick was on his first big boy disc golf course oh, and man. was in the woods and just he was it was just too much for him. We've all been there. It and that was, is a long time. It was joyous, though. I hope he ended up having a good time and not feeling too frustrated. No, that's who he is. Okay. No, he's very pessimistic by nature. Hmm. But it was it was a lot of fun for me because the the three of them, Nick, Danielle, and Evie, are so very special to me that I've had a heart for them for a very long time. And so mm-hmm. for them to get sort of have the the crossover and have them get to meet Chris and, mm-hmm. yeah, and Chris get get to meet them, and you know, I don't even know if you noticed how much that Nick and Danielle don't actually match. Did you pick up on that at all? Uh, yeah, like in their banter back and forth. And but yeah, their, I mean, like Nick's just, a firefighter. He's a security guard. You know, I always said that, you know, he's, he's just an idiot. You know, I love him. He's a great guy. He's an idiot. She's an Allegheny College grad. She was a 4.0 in high school and in college. And like, everybody's like, it'll never work. And like, oh, they got engaged. They got married. And so, you know, he's six foot three. She's four foot 11. She's, you know, a devout Jew. He's an idiot. I mean, it's just, and I say that with love. I mean, you have no idea. If, and if anybody knows it, he'd say it himself. So that, like, I just love them so much. You know, it was so much fun to get to spend time with them and hang out. And I've just been appreciating relationships a lot lately, um, which sounds silly because, like, did I not appreciate them before? But, um, you know, even how I had to go help volleyball today and, 
and and just to be there and lift up Todd and old man he got so mad oh gosh I can't even go into that story I know (laughs) shocker oh he got so he got even I mean for Todd he even got mad it was like as he left the gym to go yell at an administrator I was like I probably should have slowed him down a little bit (laughs) and then I went I'm not the head coach man but I am his friend friend." (laughs) and it was so crazy I swear they could make a movie out of it oh a movie boom look at that transition that was a good transition. We should talk about movies tonight. Let's do it. We should. So very often, and it happens the more... Here's how you know if you're starting to get it. Getting it. It being emotional responding. Joining somebody in their emotions. Not giving them facts, logic, and reason. Not criticizing them. Not ignoring them. And certainly not stealing their story. You know you're getting it when you're watching TV, when you're watching a movie, and you go, oof. Mm-hmm. That is not good emotional response. (laughs) Well, we wanted to lift up positive examples where in movies they get it. And it was really interesting. We put the plea, we put the call out on Facebook, and we got a lot of responses, uh, much more than we normally do. People are passionate about movies. Right. And so we just want to take a look at them and lift up your favorite movies and why they did. And and I didn't say we would do this, but we're going to. we're going to identify what was good about them as far as emotional responding. And there's a few in there that we got listed, and I don't know that they all listen to the podcast anyhow, where it was like, yeah, you like the movie. Yeah. But was it good emotional response? Right. And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, because they would just say the movie, and I'm like, okay. Give me a scene. Right. And but I, there I, are I, some I, in here right. that we can talk about that I'm, I'm aware of. And nobody mentioned your movie. Chef. Nope. Oh. Oh, what I didn't remember. In, uh, Inside Out. You know what? And I almost oh, yeah. picked it, but we've already talked about it. Exactly. You know? And I was going to say that in the preview. Or not yeah. the preview, but in the thing. Like, what movie besides Inside Out? Yeah. And I'm so glad that we had a bunch of responses because I have the hardest time, like... Applying emotional needs to your life? No. Well, no. No. Okay. <laughs> yes. But. <laughs> but. When I... So when I watch TV or a movie... I will like have that conversation with Amy like, oh, look at that. That was really good. Or, oh, this was terrible. But I have no memory for that sort of thing. Hmm. I would have to like go and actually rewatch movies to figure out what it is. Um, same thing with jokes. I hear a funny joke. I can never repeat a joke. I don't know what it is. You I don't have a memory. repeat jokes. Nah, I don't know. I like to steal jokes. All right. If I, I mean, I would like to if Too I could you remember can. anything. True. I can't. <laughs> But anyway, well, the that's point another is, whole rabbit hole, though, because my yeah. father could tell a bad joke and it would be hilarious. Like he could just tell a joke. It's in the telling. And yeah, yeah. and he would be like, if somebody laughs when they tell you a joke, it's so annoying. Yeah. But my dad would laugh when he would tell a joke and mm-hmm. you would just be like, yes, that's, that's so true. <laughs> and you're like, like, why am I laughing? My <laughs> grandfather was like that. Great storyteller. Mm. Mm-hmm. We are down a rabbit hole. My nope. whole point in saying that was I was really thankful that we had so many responses. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you list one? All right, well, I have not seen this, so I can't really go into detail on it, but Christina Madden mentioned Steel Magnolias. Ah, Steel Magnolias. I do remember this movie. Uh, I don't recall everything about it, but I know there's a live play right now in Pittsburgh. Uh, I believe there are magnolias, perhaps? Uh, Maybe. But I know that Julia Roberts' character has diabetes, I believe. Yeah. I'm not kidding, because at one point, I remember, this is so dumb, <laughs> at one point in the movie, they had to get her uh, Coke. 
No. Orange juice. Orange juice. And I just remember that. And um, Well, and the ladies, so not only Christina Madden, but Faith Malazzo and Cindy Berkshire also said, oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're all screaming right now, you know, because it's like... Well, so- and the... And the, 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 the the gosh, this is so bad. This is so bad. I'll mark it. Hang on. Hey, I'm marking down. Um, the the movie takes place like in a, a hair salon. So all these, all, all the characters, all the women in the movie are very close with each other, yep. very supportive. And one has cancer. One dies. On top of the diabetes. Yeah, that was separate. Wow. I hope she dies. I always get that one in Driving Miss Daisy. Mixed Same up. movie. <laughs> I was going to say, is it like a, a I yeah, Morgan Freeman kills the girl with diabetes <laughs> with orange juice, too much orange juice. Oh, he's just, <laughs> hey, you push the guy down hard. You know, eventually you're going to oh snap. You're going to snap. Oh my but gosh. it is a good movie of support and yes. comfort. Yes. They do join each other. Like if somebody's the bad guy, they, they gang up, you know, sort of like the stereotypical, hey, if one, you know, if, if one woman is mm. offended, the rest are going to be offended on their behalf. Yeah. Yeah. So joining each other. Yeah. So yeah. it's very much Sensible a sisterhood longing. movie. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of comfort in that movie because there's a lot of sadness. In yeah, that movie, so that's a good is, pick. It's yep. a good pick. It's solid just, pick. We're just a long it. time since I've seen it. Kim Clements, she sat here at the table mm-hmm. and she brought up the Shack. Who has seen the Shack? I haven't seen it. I read the book. Yeah, I read the book. I read part of the book. Okay. Well, <laughs> I care enough what? about this podcast. I watched a clip of the movie. Oh no, I'm just, she included a clip of the, the scene on forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So, want to give us a little background about what the guy's all mad about? Somebody kidnapped his daughter. That'll do it. Yep. And now, who kidnapped her daughter? His. Uh, I can't really remember because it seemed like it was his brother. No, it, mm. maybe in the movie it wasn't. Yeah, it was in the book. It was just. Some I don't think. I don't person. think he knew. Yeah, in the book. Yeah, in the book. Oh, because the scene that that Kim forwarded to me was this older guy talking to the guy whose daughter was kidnapped. Yeah, I don't remember. And I don't he was saying, that. you know. It seemed it, they made it seem like it was two brothers, and he was like, and he wanted the other guy to pay for what he had done. Mm-hmm. So they knew who did it mm. because he wanted to get revenge, or maybe at least he just wanted to get revenge in general. Yeah. Um, and so the guy said, the the father, I guess, said to the guy whose daughter was kidnapped, he said, you know, you're not stuck because you can't, you're stuck because you won't. And it was mm-hmm. about forgiveness. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a powerful book. A lot of people piled onto that one as well. Yeah. Big fan. Now, here's the irony of it all. The father did not join him in his emotions at all. Mm-mm. Right. He was just like, yes, you're angry. It was so observatory. You yeah. Know? It was so, yes, you're angry, but this is going to kill you. Facts, logic, and reason. Mm-hmm. Here's what you need to do. Critical. You mm-hmm. know, and I was just like, great message of forgiveness. Outstanding message of forgiveness. Yeah. Because you see him break. Yeah. When he's just like, I do have to forgive him. And it mm-hmm. points to the... um just the weight of past hurts and when you don't when you don't take that step of forgiveness then you are i mean all of our our past hurts are affecting us but when you when you aren't moving on i guess in a swallowing poison and hoping the other person dies oh that's i i like it it's true interesting but it's heavy on a brighter note um we have Kim Malaski. Kim Malaski with Beaches. Yes. Friends that even if not together all the time were even living near each other, they had each other's back. Belonging, encouragement, and support. Yeah. In the future, go ahead and hold off on reading what's in the parentheses. Oh, okay. I've added that. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> but beaches. Do you guys know about beaches? I don't. I, I remember it being a big deal when it's I was a kid. Bette Midler and Bette Midler. She. This is the wind beneath my wings. Yeah, with yeah. Yep. Never yeah. saw it. As I mean, four, yeah. as four very strong alpha men, we should absolutely know nothing about this movie. <laughs> yeah. I just throw that out. I, I was just too young because yeah. I'm younger than you guys, so I don't. <laughs> You're like, let me be clear. It's not because I'm alpha. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a baby. <laughs> what about, What about Thelma and Louise? Well, hold on, oh, as far as good beach, one, solid movie. If, but, if I mean, well, they other, drive they drive off the cliff together. That's that's like belonging. Hey, they join each other. The yeah. One screwed up. Sorry, the other said, I, I'm with you. It's acceptance. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Thelma and Louise, because hey, you killed a guy, but I love you anyhow because you had my back, which is security. <laughs> I can go all day. <laughs> but beaches, super sad movie. That's why I said let's keep it up upbeat because we went right from. Ah. Does one of them die? In yeah. most movies, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Alert. I don't remember it. Oops. Yeah, I don't know. Megan Shima Kaim? Doug's wife. Yeah. Dr. Doug. Oh, Doug. Not a movie, yeah. but Ted Lasso, specifically the Christmas Eve episode. Oh, I read what was in quotes. Oh, that part um, you could. Yeah, I know. Rebecca, the boss lady, knows what Ted is going through, but rather than talking to him about it, she asks him for help in giving gifts away and keeps him from being alone literally and relationally. I love... There are some episodes in that show that just go that right amount of depth that you like it's that second level you hmm. know it's not the superficial sort of co- um comic scenario because there are those two but i've yeah. never seen ted lasso oh really, oh, really? Oh. I've only... it's on apple tv yeah, that's the one oh, you haven't thing... seen it either no oh bro it's great and it's... i'm like two degrees from the cast with people that i work with it's huh. kind of neat you're not bragging about it but you're just saying i i mean it's kind of neat facts but, is facts you know? so uh, this episode specifically is Christmas Eve, and the coach is in England, but he's from Oklahoma. His name's Ted Lasso. I don't know. It's he's somewhere with Cowboys. America. Mm-hmm. And so he's separated away from his wife, and the big boss lady who owns the team you know, realizes he's going to be alone. And he's such a positive figure, but he's sad, and so she gives away presents every year, which is kind of funny because she's a larger-than-life character that's sort of the the <coughs> the rich that wouldn't care about the poor. Now, is this second season or first season? I don't know. But it's I don't the remember. One I'm talking about because if it's in first season, he's he's going through like divorce too. Like he's. Oh, I didn't want to spoil it for him. He may or may not be going through <laughs> divorce, and so he's wallowing in his apartment alone. Yes. But she comes, honks, gets him out of the house, and helps give away all these hmm. presents. Yeah. And so rather than telling him, "Oh, look, I've been through this before. I know just how you feel." She engages him, right? So it's actually it's brilliant. Yeah, it's kind of it's su- a brilliant move. Kind of support. Oh, it's it's comfort. It's support because she and it's just belonging. She doesn't allow him to be alone, right? But she doesn't tell him that. Right. She just engages him in the activity right. of giving away and having meaning and everything else. And it was just very, very, very well done. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, I do want to watch it. I just, solid yeah. show. Hey, we put it off for a couple a, years too. So Monica Aiello, Maneski Aiello. Under the Tuscan Sun. Anybody yeah. know it? Nope. Nope. I I've, heard, I've heard of it. Yeah, but. So I asked her why. I asked her what. And so I'm simply going to read what she wrote. Okay. I'm going to sit back. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she describes it quite well. She does. Hopefulness. She brings people together under adverse circumstances in the love of family, like atmo- in the love of and family like atmosphere, turns her house into a home. All right. Francis, an American writer, ends up divorced and unable to write. A friend convinces her to use her ticket on a gay tour of Italy because she is pregnant. 
and can't travel. But that's a sentence, man. <laughs> On the tour, she ends up purchasing a fixer-upper villa near Tuscany. She hires a crew of Polish immigrants to repair the villa. Chain of comical events. The crew, made up of interesting characters, become her friends. There are several side stories, like the elder, elderly gentleman who brings flowers daily in memory of his deceased wife that she cannot even get a nod from, but eventually wins his approval. Another side story is a faucet that doesn't work, starts to work when, when life falls into place. Her pregnant girlfriend arrives after her relationship with her partner ended. The young Polish immigrant falls in love with a local girl, but is forbidden love because of his ethnicity and because he has no family. Francis convinces the girl's parents that she is his family and that he has a future. Francis had a dream for the house to eventually get married, raise a family. She realizes all that is coming to life because of the amazing friends, workers, and locals. The villa hosts the wedding of the Polish immigrant local girl and the birth of her girlfriend's baby, and Frances has found her happiness. She kicks back at the wedding just as another American writer shows up at her door. He heard about her buying the villa and wants to meet her, which opens her up to being able to be happy again at the prospect of a romantic relationship. <laughs> Monica wonders, or knows, that we're probably wondering how this fits into our theme. But it's comical, romantic, and all about how complete strangers come together to become a family, have hope and love amidst tragedy and despair. I would like Monica Aiello to write a synopsis for pretty much any movie. Like that's, I, I was I'm thinking like, like she she's writing this. I'm like, I bet she could do Mamma Mia. I wonder if she any of that was you know cut and pasted. It was very, very it was thorough. In depth. That's a, a pretty, uh, pretty crazy movie. I caught some things in there though, like Gay the... Parade. <laughs> well, I've always got no. My sorry, eyes Gay out. Tour. Yeah, it was a great sentence. Absolutely, I heard, um, I heard approval in here. Right? Yeah, but different kind of approval. Oh. There was, and, but there. Uh, where was it? Um, it seems like a lot of support. A lot of support. Thank you. A lot of encouragement. Some belonging because they're sort of vouching. They're vouching. Hey, this guy's okay. He's all right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll have to put that on my uh, to watch list. Well, now I do. Yeah, uh, Jerry Macbeth, Stand by Me, great movie about children fumbling their way through this issue, and sadly the consequences of not dealing. This is this is a great movie. This it is, is a very. I think. Has everybody seen it at the mm-hmm. table? Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. It's a very coming of age movie. Um, you know, preteen boys. Well, Charlie Sheen, River Phoenix. Not Charlie Sheen. Uh, Will Wheaton. That's Will Wheaton. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. I didn't even. I didn't even put that together because I was like, I wonder who played that guy. It was Will um, Wheaton and uh, Corey Feldman. Kiefer Sutherland, River Phoenix, right? Yeah, River Phoenix. Yeah, yeah River Phoenix. Was um, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland Feldman, is the right. bad guy. Oh man, you know, the older, the older bad kid. That's right. Yep. Um, but they're all in search for this dead body. Um, that's along the train tracks, and, and there are moments the in it. Um, I mean, these are like preteen boys. I mean, there's times where they're like swearing at each other and not being nice to each other, but there are other times where there is like, Support. and of course, they're on this adventure together. So that that camaraderie, yeah, that that mm-hmm. you know, they're going through this this crazy event together. Shared experience, you would say. Yeah, yeah. share. That's the technical term. Yeah, shared experience. And the leeches. Them. Oh, the leeches. That's oh, all bro. I can. That's the number one thing. She said oh, that man. and I wrote it on the Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, and a very unfortunate leech. I scene. think any boy who watched that movie, uh, uh, as we all probably did oh, when we were younger, man. were like, never going in a pond yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that I had a leech on me once? 
I did not. I did. In your underwear? Big toe. And that's not being figurative. Okay. It was my big toe. No, I was in Canada. <laughs> and uh, huh. it was oh. unseasonably warm. And I was fishing, literally standing in the lake. And I looked down. I'm like, oh, there's a leaf on my toe. And so I went to get it off. And I was like, what's well, not coming off? And then I was like, oh, no. And so then I. I've heard it doesn't hurt. Not at all. Didn't that's even know it was there. so wild. So I, I couldn't grab it off. Couldn't take it off. So I had to take my knife out. And I scraped it off. And then there were two little beads. And the blood just poured out from there. Wow. That's so wild. Yeah. But that's a great movie. Lard, Lardass, the, the the story that he tells, the little the story. The blueberry pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just Is that fin- Puke Bart Fest? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Puke Fest. Yeah. Puke Fest. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, he, was, he was getting his revenge. Everybody was puking blueberry pie, regardless of whether they actually ate blueberry because pie. Because it started with... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he, yeah. he had eaten raw, uh, raw eggs... And like canola oil, like right before he had the pie contest. Right, it, it was, was gross. So great, so funny. <laughs> uh, that that scene had nothing to do with emotional responding, although it did have no, to do with his past hurts. Yeah, I, I just wanted to mention that because they're all ch- chanting. <laughs> that was written by Stephen King. That's one of those Stephen King movies that's mm-hmm. not Stephen yeah, King. Yeah, think it. Kind of like the Green Mile. I mean, yeah, that's Stephen Shawshank, 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 which was which, coming up on the list. Oh, I didn't even know Shawshank was Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that. One. Really. And yeah. he's the guy. He's the he plays the he's the cameo at the end. Who's writing at the end? Yes, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. he's the so he's the Will Wheaton's character grown as an up, adult. As an adult, not a great actor. You said writing at the end. I thought you meant Shawshank. Stephen yeah, King. Say, I don't remember oh, yeah. that. Yeah, and no. I was like, I don't remember that. No, yeah, still, I still on that. Stand by me. Not, yeah, Stephen King. Not a great actor. Still love his cameos though. Appreciate it. Yeah. So Doug Kirsten, quick story. Uh, Doug is a guy that Rachel and I were reaching out to and trying to win him over for Christ. Uh, he was a check-in person at Children's Hospital when we were there with Trey. And then I got really, really mad one day when I found out that he was already a Christian. And I was wasting Aww. a lot of time. <laughs> we had nicknamed him Wordsworth because he was always reading. And then like, one day with C.S. Lewis, and I was like, oh, you know, Sin? He was like, I mean, super devout Christian. I was like, what a waste of time. <laughs> and given that, he points out the hunt for the wilder people. Never. Or wilder people. Heard of it. Yeah, I'm going to look this one up by uh, reading. Young boy by the name of Ricky Baker. It's a good name, Ricky Baker, who had spent most of his life in foster homes, has a new placement with his older couple that lives in rural New Zealand. And a tragic event brings Ricky and Heck, the male figure, both at odds with one another and revealing how they need each other. Yeah, so it's on Netflix, actually. Uh, More recent, 2016, so not too long ago at this point. So I'd say acceptance, I suppose. Support, if they're comfort. Let's see. They're at odds with each other, but then they also realize their need for each other. Belonging? Belonging. Yeah, well, belonging. Sure, sure. Yeah. And then he says, also, Dead Poet Society. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a I've never movie. seen it. I have to admit, I never have either. It's that's a, Robin Williams? Yeah, it's been a minute. I don't know if it holds. I, I don't remember. No idea. I'll check it I out. I saw it. It's a good movie. But Hunt for the Wilder People, 97% on the Rotten Tomatoes and 91% with the audience score. So you know it's got to be good then. Yeah, I would ignore the the actual Rotten Tomatoes oh, yeah. score. It's always the audience. Go with the audience. Right. You know the uh, the quintessential <laughs> scene, though, in Dead Poet Society where they're standing up on the captain, desks? Captain, my captain. Yes. And they all they join each other standing on the desks. Desk. In defiance and in support. Yes. Have you guys ever seen the SNL spoof? No. Where they start standing up in support of their teacher on on, on their desks. 
<laughs> no, and you think this? Like, it would have been think, funny to see. You think it? <laughs> you had to be there. No, you you think it's gonna be. I mean, you know it's going to be funny because it's SNL, but you also, okay, it's a heartfelt scene, and how are they going to spin this into some, like, funny intellectual, you know, mm-hmm. way? No, the one kid just gets his head chopped off by a ceiling fan because he's standing <laughs> on the desk. Is it obviously a, an older That doesn't skit? happen in the movie. Skit? Yeah, right. No, it's not that old. It's just a couple years old. I don't know. Oh. It's great. <sighs> Oh, Sally Her uh, up next. Yeah. Oh, Sally Her, I know her. And she's going yeah. current movie. Chris, go ahead, take that one. Yeah, um, another one I haven't seen, but I've seen it on... Uh, Commercials? Yeah. yeah. 80 for Brady. Herta was outstanding. Yeah. Right. Older women who are... who are uh, decide. Was it they wanted to go see Brady before he retired, or I believe well, was the storyline? I, I think they were just old and and trying to... I don't know. Like, it just... When I saw it, I was like... It's like the hangover for 80-year-old women. Right, Are you right, being right. funny? No. No, <laughs> that's that what, what I thought. Because your mother says. She said it was great. Yeah, so Sally says, they ended up going to the game, but the journey of their trip was filled with fun, love, and supporting each other. I, meaning her, thought it was going to be like some of those dumb men movies, i.e. the hangover. <laughs> See, but great moms. <laughs> it was sweet. What's so funny was I didn't want to go. Her sister, Phyllis, wanted to see it, and no one wanted to go, so I went because I love her. Exactly. That's why I included that personal note of hers. Beautiful. The irony is she went out of support for her family member, belonging, and ended up being blessed by it. Mm -hmm. I think the one lady's got cancer, and she wants to see him before he dies. That's interesting. So the Rotten Tomatoes has it at 60%. Ooh. Audience score, 89. Hmm. So that's solid. Yeah. No, I mean, it was the, the cool kids' table at the 9 a.m. service. We're talking about it and said it was pretty good. All right. Wendy Mack, Jerry and Marge go large. No clue. Anybody? No. no. A retired married couple finds A retired married couple finds a loophole in winning the lottery and involve their small, struggling community helping their neighbors and local businesses. It's a true story. I definitely want to watch it now that like, I know that it's a true story. It sounds pretty cool. And it's it's 2022. It's not mm. old at all. Um, Janet Amato mentioned Shawshank, which we also mentioned, and that's um, support. I mean, Shawshank mm. has a lot. Yeah, um, you have support from different inmates supporting. Like you know, you have uh, uh, what's the main character's name? Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne showing respect and belonging on the roof as he. Barter's uh, tax services right for, for beer. Man, after a hard day's work, to have a cold one. Yep. So there's that. Mm. Um, there's Andy supporting and encouraging the the younger inmate mm-hmm. to get his uh, GED. Yep. And um, get some shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and early on, especially, um, what's Morgan Freeman's character's name? Red. Red. Red, Red. Red is like a lifeline yeah. for Andy. Like yeah. I don't know what big support. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, and then they all, they, I mean, they all go free or, or get free. And in the end, he joins them. So, I mean, I think that would be belonging. You know, he's trying to get back to his friend. Say what? Say what? Man, that's such a good movie. I would have loved to have seen a sequel to that. Mm. Did you hear that they were going to make a sequel to Forrest Gump? Yes. Did I, you hear I that? heard it. Uh, yeah. Like, it sounds the, it's, they're thinking about doing it. No. Now? It was oh. written. It was all ready to go into production. It sounded it included, the most horrible thing. I mean, that 
his son dies of AIDS oh, because Jenny gosh, had AIDS. Jesus. Because Jenny had AIDS. Yeah. Um, what were the other things? Um, Lieutenant Dan is, uh, gets voted in as a politician, but then, then he, he, gets, gets assassinated. he gets assassinated. <laughs> they chop off his arms. <laughs> <laughs> And he ends up in a remake. Oh, Lieutenant of... Dan, you ain't got no arms. Um, and he ends up in a remake of The League of Their Own. Uh, uh, his first base. And they throw him in the water uh, and call him Bob. And then uh, skip. So after after Forrest, uh, what else does he, he do? Fall, he falls in love with a woman who right? then get, dies in the Oklahoma City bombing. No, no, that's how he dies. No, Forrest Gump is going to die. He doesn't die. He ends up um, pulling bingo balls at some place. I thought they said he died. No, so he, it was his. It was his next wife, right? You know, so his next wife dies in the Oklahoma City bombing. Here's the kicker: the reason why it didn't get made. They literally like delivered the script the day before 9/11. Oh my gosh! And they're like, "All right, let's let's table." The this. whole movie is like the darkest movie, <laughs> yeah. like because it's not That's like terrible. It's not a horror movie, yeah, but it's like the darkest movie. <laughs> I think I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah, it it sounded bad. awful. Like, uh, why would and it was we... going to be like Tom Hanks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was like ready to go. Ugh. Well, good thing. It wasn't made. Yeah. <laughs> not, uh, not, not good thing for 9 11, but just good. It just. <laughs> We're gonna leave it yep, there. Just leave it there. Just so next up, there. we so got. Chris, what you're saying is, thank God, 9/11 happened. No, I'm not saying that. Man, I'm not saying that. Oh my like gosh, that doesn't sound. <laughs> it's okay. So Heather Ash, Lars, oh, yeah. and the real girl, Chris. This, this is you. Hold this on, movie. aka Heather Croak. Before your time, go on. Oh, I know Heather Croak. I, I didn't know. I I know her maiden name. I didn't know that's the same person. Yeah. Oh, hello. I was so happy when I, I I saw Heather mention this movie because it is a niche movie. Oh, it seems like it. Yeah, it's it was. I looked it up. It was from 2007. I have actually seen it, uh, but it's from 2007, so it's been a while. And it was not. It was like a flop, you know, in the box office. But it was critically acclaimed. And if you watch it, you could. I mean, it's very well done, and it's like one of those. Almost artsy movies, but not so artsy that you're like. It sounds artsy. It's not pretentious. It's there's no. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's very down. It doesn't to earth. insist upon itself. Yeah, it's very. That's nice. And the characters are so cool. But okay, so there's this dude who um, Lars. Yes. How'd you know? I knew him. He, his mom died giving birth to him. So there's all kinds of details, right? Like that he. I mean, he's clearly he is a super uber duper invert. Right, he does not like to talk to people. Doesn't like to go out. Um, he's very awkward. He 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 keeps his mom made him a baby blanket, you know, while she was pregnant with him, that he now wears as a scarf everywhere because it's just a little baby blanket, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like Linus's safety blanket, blanket yeah. right? And um, <clears throat> basically, he. His his he he he's already you know his his family's wondering about his mental state when he says oh I met a girl and she's visiting and want you to meet her and he brings over to his his brother's house his new doll what kind of doll it's a real girl doll a real it's like a girl silicone doll. silicone Heather real... described it as a sex doll right 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 and not. <laughs> 
<laughs> not the blow up kind, like the Hello. really like realistic looking, oh, like, like the the ones from Taiwan. I don't, I get, I don't know, but it's like not like. You I'm just know. saying he spent so he spent a lot of money on this, but literally in the movie anyway. You have to, at least in my sense of it, you have to suspend your your sense of reality a little bit to. I don't know how you go this deep into a delusion, but he is in it, man. Right. This guy's obviously mentally Yes. Unstable. So the meeting emotional needs comes in from it, the community that um that he it starts with a small church group actually and they decide along with his his brother and and his wife to um just sort of support it under like this, the, the the they play along psychologist advice right they, the so therapist they, the th- right so they buy and into his delusion they pretend they that she's real buy, but they 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 play into it yeah they play into it because according to the the therapist psychologist um he'll be done with it when he is mm-hmm. comfortable being done with it so it's funny because at first she the the doll becomes like his sort of safety net right he she's with him everywhere and it it sort of brings him out of his shell actually a little bit but then um in an effort to sort of like get him away from the doll a little bit the 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 community some community people start pulling her away like in a positive way but like card club yeah she gets a she gets a (laughs) part-time she gets a part-time job as a model mannequin yeah at a at a at a clothing boutique three days a week womanikin she goes to woman okay all right she goes to uh she she volunteers at the hospital one day a week so like these people are just coming and picking up his doll to like take, take her, her to, work. to these places right and so then she cheats on him oh, uh, got really backwards uh, and <laughs> it's really sweet because i mean it's it's honestly it's all based on his past her he feels guilt so it's all about his guilt over his mom dying when sure. he was born yeah and so basically his entire life the way that he is has manifested itself because of how he thinks it was his fault and you know Sounds intense. It it is intense, but it's also beautiful, yeah. and and the community coming together, and it it's just like it's such a cool, heartwarming way that they, yeah. that they were there for him. What was the more recent Steve Carell movie where he's he plays the war veteran guy, and he has all the dolls and reenactments? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Because I feel like that movie is kind of the same plot, but with like a different. A uh, slightly different story. No sex doll. That's mannequin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, but the s- same thing. Hurts from the past, and he's living this like yeah. alternative lifestyle, and the community kind of. And certainly that him. the Lars movie. I mean, it's a whole lot of acceptance, loving somebody. Even I guess say that screwed up, but. You know, like despite somebody's faults, yeah, because it's not normal. That's what came to, to me that. was acceptance, absolute acceptance that they like. But in, but also, you know, as you're describing it, as I'm reading what Heather wrote, you know, it's almost two degree security as well. Like it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to not be okay, for lack of a less cliche term, mm-hmm. and that let him let him grieve, to let him mourn, and let him heal, and then you know have the courage and the strength of support. That we're, we're going to join you in your life. 
we're going to come alongside because life right now yeah. is too hard for him. Right. No so matter how we, weird it is. So we as a village, right. we're mm-hmm. going to come alongside you and support you and help you through this time period. It does sound incredible. And it's sort of like, you know, it's a movie. So it's, maybe it's a little over the top or maybe it's a little simplified or whatever. But it's a really cool resolution how because of how they treated him, because of how they supported him, he comes out of it in the end like like the psychologist gave him an out. Like she went um, – they first took the doll to, to her to get checked out. She said, well, she has low blood pressure and yeah. and she has like a condition. And so it almost became like it was on him yeah, kind of how long she was going to be around. Yeah. And so in the end, actually, the doll died. Wow, he kills every woman he's around. He <laughs> and he, But he ends up the, uh, dating a co-worker and like... <laughs> so bad. It, it's... <laughs> is, there, is there any like actors? I mean, like anybody recognizable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... um. It's uh, that guy. That girl. She say in here. I forget who it is. Ryan Gosling. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's Ryan Gosling and other recognizable people too. Mm. Um, but like, does Ryan Gosling play the sex doll? How'd you know? No, he's the he's Lars. But like, it could have been his life could have been okay. This dude went crazy, Mm. so we're going to institutionalize him. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And instead, he comes out okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, it's a sweet way of, of, even if it's a caricature, it's showing that. Acceptance would be a big one, yeah. I would imagine. Support. Yep. Belonging. Yep. Com- comfort. <laughs> Security. What about Duke? Duke, it's funny. So, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I wrote down the same thing that Duke texted me, I'm not kidding, like five minutes later. Wow. And I was like, dang it. But yes, that's awesome that we were thinking the same one. But Goodwill Hunting is Dukes. And uh More Robin Williams. Yeah. And if you've never seen Goodwill Hunting, I highly recommend this movie. It is a great movie, but the the plot is uh Will, played by Matt Damon, is a savant. Is that the right mm-hmm. word? He's that a genius right. mm-hmm. um in math and He's but he's a blue collar guy. He's been raised, you know, in Boston and his brother is, you know, they're construction workers and he's a janitor at a college and you know. Um I but, love that it's old enough now that a lot of people haven't seen it. Yeah. Because as you're mm-hmm. even you're saying, I'm like, dude, everybody knows, except they don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh and it's, it's found out that he has this gift of being very, very smart. Like he literally is like like kind of has like a what it sounds like a photographic memory of just reading a book and knowing everything about the book and um he's so smart that he gets himself in trouble but um man it's it's funny cuz like I don't want to give away everything he but he's a tortured past he's a tortured past tortured childhood and um has not had a lot of comfort yeah and so this this uh professor guy that is working with him with all the math stuff pairs him up with Robin Williams who therapist. is a therapist and there's a moment at the end of the movie where Robin says, it's not your fault. And Matt is just like, yeah, I know. And Robin says it again. Like, it's not your fault. Mm, yeah. Okay. I've seen this scene. And then well, like, you haven't seen the whole movie. No. And then I know it's something wrong with me. Dude, it's so good. And it gets to the point where like, I think Matt kind of realizes that Robin has come from the same past and, they they just break down and cry together, and it's because just because Matt Damon beautiful. knows he goes. Oh, okay, you're doing the whole. It's not my fault thing because right. he's so smart. He understands right. the therapist's 
what he's doing. And he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. It's not your fault. And, he's got, right. and he eventually breaks him. It just breaks him. And he just has this release. And it's a great ending to the movie. But even in Matt Damon's um, and Will's, yeah. Will's friend group, you know, there's a lot of belonging there. Like, yes. They are together. They fight other yep. guys when they're insulted. Yep. You know, but they, and they want what's best for each other. Yep. You yep. know, that I, I pray every day when I pull up that you don't come out of the house. Yep. That you've done something that with you, your life. Yeah, that you've taken your talent and you've, and you've gotten out of here because I can't do that. Mm. They buy him a car. It's the crappiest car you've ever seen, but it's a gift for, that's like from all their savings that they could have like put together. One of two movies that helped me uh, to really decide to ask Rachel to marry me. Because I was in Colorado at the time, and working as a janitor. Spoiler alert: He said, "Super smart at brilliant." Math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he says, "I got to go see about a girl." Yeah. And all I wanted to do was be with Rachel at that time. And I'm like, "Well, if I'm in the greatest state, you know, Colorado mountains, everything else, but all I want to do is go be with her. Maybe I should make her mine." Man, how about them apples? Hmm. Hmm. Uh... Oh, Eric. Yeah. It's time. Is it? Well, we still have Brian with Goodfellas. Oh, let's do it. Um, yeah. So it's a <laughs> Why'd you go Italian? And, yes. And, uh, yes. Yeah. And there's also Jay, but we can go in any order, whoever right. wants to go. So I went with Goodfellas because it, it's it's an anti, uh, but it's also... it, it just glaringly sticks out. To, well, so Ray Liotta, his character, um, he starts off, like the movie starts off and he's young and he's he sees the mob doing the mob things like he's and his dad's his his dad beats him and you know so he doesn't really want to be at his house so he's looking for belonging yeah. he's looking for acceptance and so he starts to see those things in the mob mm-hmm. you know and and he ends up finding it like like these mob bosses and you know good good fellas and wise guys take him in and there's one scene for me with him where um he gets busted, goes to jail, does his time, and then when he comes out of jail, or maybe it's in the courtroom. No, I think it's when he comes out of jail or whatever, and, and all they're all waiting there for him. And they're all like, yeah, you did it. Yeah, he didn't you rat know? on anybody. He didn't rat on anybody, and they're like, yeah. you did it. you know. And it's like you could just see him uh, just glowing with, with this acceptance and this belonging yeah. from, from these people that he respects and wants to be around. The anti would be every other scene, every other scene, <laughs> specifically like Joe. And so Joe Pesci's character, uh, Tommy, um, he's he just he needs to be respected. Oh, and he's so much. Respect. Such a hothead. So much, respect. you know, uh, right. there, there's box. the clown scene. There's the shine. I was going to go to those two scenes, you know, and, and he uh, if he has the slightest hint that you're disrespecting him oh, or like to 100, the, the kid waiting on him, you know, like. Just ends up shooting this kid, like like oh he looks gosh, at him, yeah. looks at him I funny. About that scene, yeah, uh, yeah. Go get your shine box. I Don't love that, that no you. More. I love that you picked this one though, because you, you, when you talk about acceptance, he's not getting it at home. At home, no, where he should be, yep. and he's not getting it with friends at school. Mm-hmm. So this is how people fall in. He's he's actually if you like if you've listened to past episodes. He's actually kind of like stealing it for himself. He's getting it wherever he can. Right. So mm-hmm. he's getting it from the mafia where he's not getting the, the acceptance and belonging that he should have. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's great. It's, it's perfect. It's a perfect example. He did not get probably 
the 40 things that a young person... He did not hit the 27. Yeah. Yeah. He did not. 26, just one short. Yep. Um, <laughs> 27, a whole different story. <laughs> a whole different story. Uh, <laughs> it would have been a pastor. Laurie Ann, our... <laughs> Laurie Ann, our good friend, said... Uh, she just late entry here two minutes ago. Brian's song. Oh, uh, I've never no. seen it. Me neither. Yeah. She goes, the whole Gail movie Sears. is about being there for someone when they are emotionally and physically bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Lifting mm. up and even carrying another. Bankrupt's oh, a good word for that. That was James Caan, too. Sad movie. <clears throat> Sad movie. Uplifting, I suppose. But for me, I would like to point out a very overlooked movie, which is as good as it gets. It is a good movie. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, Helen Hunt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically... The other movie that helped me decide to marry Rachel, I watched it at the same time I was in Colorado. And because in this movie, and not that Rachel is autistic like Jack Nicholson, but he has this crazy, eccentric, super, super obsessive, compulsive kind of a guy. And everybody hates him because he freaks out about his obsessive compulsiveness. And he befriends Helen Hunt, who is his waitress. And he ends up doing something nice for her and they fall in love. And it's a wonderful story of acceptance because, you know, he's, he's impossible to love. But yet she does because she mm-hmm. sees his heart within him mm. and it works out for them. Um, but, yeah, I was because Rachel and I are very different in so, a lot yeah. of ways. Sounds like you and Rachel. In a lot of ways. You're kind of impossible to love. And... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's so much more outgoing and loving and, you know, <laughs> soft and bubbly. And I'm just this grizzled old guy who doesn't want anyone to mess with him. So that was it for me. Also, Glory. Um, oh. Matthew Broderick. I love that movie. Tell me what angle you're... For the respect. That okay. first he... I've first, never seen that one. You know, first he respects them for his own gain because he's this sort of renegade. Right. Whatever he was. Isn't Morgan Major. Freeman in that, too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's Lots one of that's one Denzel of those Washington. ones that Denzel Washington, what you yeah. been doing since she was freed? I ran for president. Of course I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to see that. But so he stands up for the all black uh battalion. Yeah. But it's for his own gain. But then by the so he fights for them, but by the end of the movie, he fights with them. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's di- cool. And dies alongside them and just an absolute just an amazing display of respect. Another uh, true story. Mm. Not that it was Matthew Broderick. He wasn't in the Civil War. But no, but he, he portrays. Since he. Washington never has <laughs> run for president, though I would vote for him. <laughs> and lastly, and this is a big one for me, this is an anti, and, and I would say, whereas you had some positives in your Goodfellas, mm. um, Adrian in any Rocky scene Ever. Oh, <laughs> you can't win. You can't win. <laughs> You're the worst. And it, he's always, she's always taking him away. It's always about her. It's like the single worst character yeah. in movie she history. Is the worst. Hannibal Lecter, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but not Adrian. Adrian. She just dragged him down all the time. You know, she's always happy for him at the end. But well, never yeah. in any of the process of... It's like, easy to be happy when somebody yeah. completes the mission, yeah. but... Never supportive. So I'm kind of glad uh, Duke uh, sent Goodwill Hunting, um, because then it sparked another movie that I love very, very much. So good. Called Chief. Chef. <laughs> Who are the Chiefs? Um, Chef is one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite movie, um, but it's about a guy named Carl, and he felt that he was no longer being appreciated or allowed to express his creativity in the restaurant where he worked. 
He was also struggling to balance his work and personal life, and he felt disconnected from his son, Percy. He was so focused on his job that he neglected his family and failed to attend important events in his son's life. So um, he has a falling out at, at his restaurant, and he quits the restaurant that he works at. And Carl's ex-wife, Inez, is one of his biggest supporters, so high, high support, mm-hmm. and encourages him to start his own food truck business and helps him with the logistics and planning, so more support. She also supplies emotional support and helps him reconnect um, him with the, their son, Percy, which is, that's such a fun relationship to watch, like, come back together yeah. as, as that happens, because... Doesn't um, he start working with him in the food truck? Yes, he, yeah. he becomes a, a a pivotal help of, like, Percy knows social media, and he's, like, telling people where they're going to be, where the food truck's going to be, and getting people to come in. Um, more support, support from his friend Martin, who used to work in the same kitchen as him, but Martin came and joined him and supported him on the food truck and with all that was a sous chef at the restaurant. Um, and it's just like, it's just a, it's such a fun, good feeling movie. I feel, and I feel like the acting is so authentic. It's so good. It's very believable. And it's got a great cut. John Favreau. Um, what's her name? Sophia Vergara, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Mm -hmm. Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. It's one of those movies that it's crazy. I did not intend to watch it. It was just like, on yeah John and i was like oh there's yeah. this movie starting okay whatever and then i'm just like watching the whole thing it's so good so, yeah and can't believe you haven't seen it jay yeah. and you're the chef <laughs> i know it's crazy and it's all about emotional needs and helping people through like come and support it's 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 so good um and the ending is great i don't know the guy who plays the food critic i know his face but i don't Oliver know his plot okay uh, and he yeah. was great uh-huh. yeah he was great it's- and uh Molten. Oh. <laughs> the, the, the breakdown is so yeah. good. Um, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, Dustin. Yeah. Ho- like the 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 cast is phenomenal. But yeah, John Fav- Favreau wrote, directed, and starred in it. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. So as we wrap it up, what movie that we talked about tonight that you have not seen mm. would you just short of commit to seeing in the future? Chef. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me go back to the list. Looking, looking. I mean, I'm, I, I I'm tempted th- by the Lars movie. Honestly. No, oh, definitely I'm tempted by the Lars movie. I might go with Glory because I've never seen it. Such a good movie. You've never uh, seen it either? I might go with Rocky. I'm just kidding. I've seen that. Dude, the, the day before they go off the battle. Oh, my Lord. Oh, man. Lord, Lord, Lord. I mean, that it's just I am a um, I'm a Civil War buff and Civil War era buff anyway. We still met. And that movie is like. We still met. Awesome. Yeah. It's one of I my top five. Glory is already on my radar. All right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's kind of like Braveheart. It took a long like I didn't see Braveheart for a long time. And it took and a I long time to watch did. it too. Yeah. You, but it's you, man, that's a great movie. You Braveheart. You Braveheart. But I think it's a kind of a tie for me. Hunt for the Wilder People or Lars and the Real Girl. Because those are two I hadn't heard of and they sound really interesting to me. I gotta go. I can't believe I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting. So I gotta. I gotta oh, watch dude. That. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for you to see that. Yeah. That or Goodfellas. I haven't even seen Goodfellas. What? What, what is wrong with me? Gosh. I know the funnies. You go know, get your shine box. You, a cl- you, think I, you think I'm a clown? Am I funny to you? Am I here to amuse you? There's so many. Funny how? So many gifts from that movie. Ha ha, too. funny. Oh, so many gifts. 
Ah, yep. And gifts. Yeah. <laughs> I can't pull myself to watch the Under the Tuscan Sun one, though. Mm. It sounds like a haul. Like, that's a long, that's a Oh, a like a Hallmark movie. I'm like, yeah, on acid. <laughs> I want to see if Amy's seen it. Yeah, I'd go Lars. Lars. Yeah. I think that's, you got to, if you have It sounds that, so fascinating. It. It's it's bizarre. Plus, I saw My Mannequin, awesome. or Mannequin. Oh, yeah. Pretty oh, much the yeah. same movie. What, 80s? Yep. Yeah. Oh, with, uh, what's her name? The Mermaid Lady. Wasn't she in The Mermaid no. Lady? No. No. <clears throat> Daryl Hannah? No. I don't know. She was well, in uh, Hannah Sex was in Splash. the City. What's her name? Kim Cattrall. That's it. She uh, was the mannequin. Wow, that Kim was Cattrall. So me. Okay. That is not my best masculine moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in Cougar Town, they called that. Well, <laughs> and that's how we like to wrap up episode 196. Ooh, we're closing in on 200. We are. Uh, thanks for joining us. And if you can. Goodwill hunting over there. <laughs> it's a beautiful mind oh, Make sure movie. if you can Give us a like or follow on social media Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com Is that working? It should be Except if you're in Jay's house on his computer <laughs> I couldn't get it to work earlier to be uh, Except if you're Chris Yeah, You could also check us on Substack, right? Substack.com um, slash Lunchtime in Rome and wherever you find us take our <laughs> relational needs questionnaire thanks for joining us at the table for lunchtime in room see you next week bye bye <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'm just kidding i was gonna say by amy's dad but that's not at all fair it was actually he he got he he's was sick i have the hardest time like Applying emotional needs to your life. Well, so, and the and the 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 the, the, the <laughs> gosh, this is so bad. This is so bad. That's Will Wheaton. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they chop off his arms. Ted <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you ain't got no arms. We so got Chris, what you're saying is, thank God, nine eleven happened.